Hi, welcome. This is Dr. John Demartini. This is one of the most amazing and inspiring shows that you can listen into. If you want to be on the edge of your seats, if you want to open up your heart, if you want to expand your mind, and you want to meet incredible people, stay tuned because you're just about to experience a transformative radio show that will change your life. And you're listening to the Dr. Pat Show is coming up right next. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. Powerful, inspiring, and coming to you live, bringing you stories of people like you and me, busting through and living life full out. Get ready to dare to wonder what your life would be like if you knew you could not fail. Hey, everybody. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. This is Talk Radio to Thrive By. Wow. I actually think we have one of our more controversial shows about to happen right now, Benny. I know, I know. Looking forward to it. I know. Look at everybody. I've got a book in front of me. It's called Rethinking Depression, How to Shed Mental Health Labels and Create Personal Meaning. Dr. Eric Mysell, author of Mastering Creative Anxiety. Now, what do I want to say? All right. I want to say a couple of things. I think this is going to be a really good heated conversation, (laughs) but it was really interesting reading his book. And so here's the deal. Uh, Dr. Myself, for those of you out there that would love to know a little bit more, let me see if I can give you a little bit more without shuffling all these papers, because there's so much information to give you about who he is. Um, Well, first of all, he's known as a you know, he's revolutionized the thinking about psychology. You know, his blog for psychology today, Rethinking Psychology, is one of the most popular blogs on contemporary psychology. And you know what? We're going to hear much more about that. Um, You know, this is a great conversation that I I can't wait to have. He is America's foremost creativity expert, the author of more than 35 books, including, hello, this is a really good one. This is the one that I just like, love, Fearless Creating. I love this. Fearless creating. Let's think about this for a moment. Fearless creating. It has such meaning to me because if any of us have ever had a dream and have wondered why we get stuck in the middle or stuck in the beginning or actually stuck by not even starting, we kind of wonder why is that? Think about this. Fearless creating. Uh, He also is the author of The Van Gogh Blues, Coaching the Artist Within, The Creativity Book, Mastering Creative Anxiety, which I have quite often. Uh, uh, I I do get that. Uh, Creativity for Life. Now, here we are. We're with this book, the latest book right here in front of me. I'm going to hold it up in the little camera there. Bam, there it is. Rethinking Depression. Who doesn't want to rethink depression? First of all, we have more labels in the field of psychology for uh, things that people experience and go through. But, you know, here's what. You ready for this, Benny? Are you ready for this one? I got to see if we all believe this one. Actually, this says, Dear Pat, I love this. Thank you for our friends at Booth Media Group. They, I've been working with Booth Media Group for since the first time we were on air back in 2003 and four. Booth Media Group, love them. Anybody out there, you guys out there, that if you're ever looking for, like, a PR company to represent you and you're looking, go boothmedia.com. They have been great. Uh, send the, the most incredible authors. Uh, it's amazing. 
Okay, here we are. Here's the statement. You guys ready? Unhappiness is inevitable, and that's okay. So this is like a turn on, I'm okay, you're okay. You know, it's like, I'm not okay today. I'm not like a happy, chippy, chipper person today. Okay, so what does he say? No one likes to dwell on sadness. In fact, most rather pop a pill and just take the pain away. Or, you know, a pint of Jack Daniels. Or, you know, a New York cheesecake. It doesn't say that in the write-up. I just made that up. But what if by doing so we are missing out on really something important? Recent studies have found that there might be benefits to the painful emotion too important to numb away. I tell you what, I have certainly experienced this in my life, but I never really understood it because he's absolutely right. You know, when you enter the field of psychology and and I went to school for six years, there is a lot of things you learn about how to diagnose people, how to take pain away. But rarely will you find somebody to come out and say, aha, there may be a lesson of pain. Now, for those of you that have been listening to the Dr. Pat show for years, you know that we have had people on the show, especially in the field of creativity and spirituality, that say that there are lessons in the pain that we go through in life and that these are lessons that uh, are meant to take us to either a higher level or whatever that is. But here's what uh, here's what uh, Here's what Eric says. I'm going to keep reading it. He says their investigations have shown that depression and sadness can actually provide some beneficial results. You ready, everybody? Improving analytical reasoning, enhancing judgment of deception and deceptive situations, serving as an adaptive strategy to solve painful problems. I love this because what are we talking about? We're talking about a label that we have in our society, which is called depression. And so when we rethinking depression, how to shed mental health labels and create personal meaning, bam, I love it. I don't know about you guys. Labels, I'm right there with, uh, with, Dr., uh, with, 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 with Dr. Eric on this because how many times have we been in therapy and we have been given a label? Actually, if you go to therapy and it's covered by insurance uh, in the state that I live in, you have to have a label. So what's your label? And then how do you live with it? And, you know, let's talk about labels in a little bit more depth. How many of you have children now that uh, we are putting into an ADD, ADHD category? I, I mean, how many labels have you had yourself? But what is it about this book, Rethinking Depression, How to Shed Mental Health Labels and Create Personal Meaning, that is so important to the lessons. What is it about pain that we can learn? And what is it about numbing ourselves that has been called the, 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 that has been called the great imposter of our decade? Uh, wow. We are so ready to have Dr. Eric Mycel on the show. Dr. Eric, it is so great to have you. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. Oh, no, we're not nope, here no, yet? Brian's still trying to track him down, unfortunately. Okay, then I'm going to keep going. I'm going to keep going, Benny. I'll go for it. So what would you rather do? Would you rather numb the pain or would you rather feel the pain? Uh, well, look, at, we grew up in an athletic society. Did you grow up with no pain, no gain? Yeah. I, I grew up with that in sports. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, when you're in the middle of the pain, did you actually believe it? No. But when you then go through the pain of building muscles, because muscle building is is painful. We're tearing down muscles, right. and then we're building them up again, right? Right, right. 
So here's the deal. By doing this consistently and frequently, our muscles start to pop. And that softball that you couldn't hit before, I know you can do it now, Benny. Right? Right. So if you're playing table tennis, like someone I know does, and your coach says to you, you have to run the beach. You have to actually run the beach. This would be the Atlantic. You have to run the beach in bare feet, and you have to do that for an hour, at least an hour a day. I'm visiting scenes of Rocky right now. Are you? Are you? Can you see this? You on know the when be- him and Apollo are running the beach right? on the beach, and uh, that's exactly what I'm talking about. It is that beach. It's all, it's the Atlantic. It's called the Jersey Shore. <laughs> Honestly, it is Benny. And and you and you do this, and you start to feel the pain in your thighs like nothing you've ever felt before. And the burn. And you ask yourself, why am I doing this? Why am I doing this? And you curse your coach. This is an interesting, you know, analogy that I'm making to this. And then all of a sudden you get in a tournament, my first tournament. He actually had me do this for my first tournament, Benny. My first tournament, he had me do this. Uh, And he had me work really hard. And I never really understood it. And all of a sudden what happened is my legs, my thighs, actually developed to a, um, back in the day, you just don't really see women, right, kind of looking like this. But here's what happened. The tournament that I was to play in was going to be grueling. First of all, it was a three-day tournament. Uh, Secondly, there were no breaks in between the matches. Uh, Thirdly, because I really wasn't seated or... I wasn't anywhere. You're like a blip on, on the radar when you're, you know, entering into tournaments at, at all. And you're and nobody knows who you are. They don't even know if you can play. Right. And you walk up and you start your first game. And before you know it, you're on your sixth game and you haven't stopped yet. That's when you stop and you say, oh, my gosh, I can't believe that I'm actually able to do this. So, you know, this is now the world that we're stepping into. So here's the thing. Rethinking depression. You ready, everybody? Because I'll tell you, I have, I, have a, I, I don't know where Dr. Eric is, but when he shows up, got a lot of questions. But I'm going to just share this with you. He goes on to say, this is a new book. It explains how to shed mental health labels and create personal meaning. Now, if you've been in therapy as, as many times as I've been in therapy in my life, Rhonda Britton and I joke about this a little bit, kind of have a little similar uh, history. Uh, in terms of our, our childhood. But here he goes. He says, today, tens of millions of people believe that they have the mental disorder of depression. And virtually everyone is convinced that whether or not they have the disorder, that it exists in epidemic proportions. And that in many cases, antidepressant medications are the best solution for treatment. Now, here's what I will tell you. Uh, and we actually had Dr. Alex Lloyd on the show who talked about the Harvard study, the, the doctor that showed up on 60 Minutes. Uh, gosh, I got to remember his name. But he showed up on 60 Minutes. And what he did is he showed up and he said, let me share all of the information about antidepressant medication that never got published. And he went on to say in the public view that this medication uh, is no better than placebo. 
So I'm just telling you what the doctor from Harvard said, right? I'll have to look him up again for everybody. So he came out and he started to talk about that. That was the first thing, bam, out of the gate. Then he was so bold as to say during that 60-minute interview, and by the way, no medicine works, and we should all be taking placebos. Well, Dr. Alex, of course, went, of course, went through the roof because he says, you know what? We don't have to take a placebo. We have much more. But here's the thing. I want to talk about this when we come back. Here's the thing. In Rethinking Depression, this is his book. This is hot off the press, everybody. It just came out February. Licensed psychotherapist, a best-selling author. I'm talking Dr. Eric Mycel, I, th- I think maybe the French Mycel, I want to say that, but we'll find out, breaks new ground in the understanding of human sadness as he demonstrates that our society's label of depression as a mental disorder hinders our individual and collective progress. Stay tuned. Here it comes. Let's find out why. We'll be right back with the Dr. Pat Show. partnership and fun a relationship that works for you instead of you having to work so hard on it we all want our love lives to be happy but how exactly do you do that to find out tune in each tuesday at 3 p.m pacific time on transformationtalkradio.com to the noah and christine show keeping the happy and happily ever after we promise you a humorous and honest show for both men and women featuring the simple practical and yes fun tools that any couple can use to keep the love and happiness growing and flowing we'll see you on the show Are the magic and mysteries of Egypt calling you? Picture yourself standing between the paws of the Sphinx, meditating inside the Great Pyramid and other sacred temples and exclusive visits. Imagine cruising down the Nile on a luxurious private sailing yacht and exploring the peaceful countryside of Egypt. If you're interested in travel that expands, transforms, and rejuvenates you, join Dr. Friedemann Schaub and Danielle Rama Hoffman, author of The Temples of Light, for a spiritual and healing journey to Egypt this September. Call for more information, 866-903-6463. That's 866-903-6463. Or visit EgyptIsCalling.com. That's EgyptIsCalling.com.
Tune in each Wednesday at 6 p.m. Eastern for the hit show Out of the Fog with Karen Hager, the Fog City Psychic. Spark your spirit and ignite your soul with spiritual conversation and enlightening guests that will help you get clear and catapult you into action. You'll meet metaphysical movers and shakers, intuitives, spiritual visionaries, and more. Want an on-air reading? Karen's down-to-earth style and lively curiosity delivers the compassionate, no-nonsense, intuitive advice that's become her trademark. Visit FogCityPsychic.com and book your reading today. Grateful patients have been saying it for 25 years. When in pain, see Dr. Thane. Dr. Thane of Wellness One of Bellevue has been named one of the nation's top chiropractors by the Consumers Research Council of America, and for good reason. He has helped his patients recover their energy and vitality after car accidents, sports injuries, herniated discs, fatigue due to stress, the list goes on. The website is bellevue.wellness1.net. When in pain, see Dr. Thane. That's bellevue.wellness1.net. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Dr. Pat Show. Dr. Eric Mizell is supposed to be joining us here. We're trying to track him down, but I'm going to keep going because I think that there's some really interesting information here. And you know what I want to invite all of you guys to do? Uh, This is quite controversial, and I would love to hear from you. You know, where do you stand? Are you in a place where, you know, you believe we should be rethinking depression and labels? Or what is it you'd like to say about that? We would love to hear from you. Please come on, comment, whatever it is you'd like to say about the topic, 1-800-930-2819, 1-800-930-2819, or send me an instant feedback message. Go to drpatlive.com or transformationtalkradio.com on the right-hand side. Type in your comment. But here's what I want to read. Uh, Dr. Mizell says in this book, I will ask you to think through what the term mental disorder means, how the term is employed and the implications of its definition. This is what he writes. When you call something a mental disease or a mental disorder, you imply a great deal about its origin, its treatment, its, its, its intractability and its locus of control. I love that term, locus of control. Studied that. I'll tell you what that means in a minute, Uh, says Dr. Eric. The mental health industry has its reasons for calling life's challenges disorders, but you have few good reasons to collude with them. Yeah, this is kind of cool. So while Rethinking Depression, the book, takes on the manufacturing of mental disorders and the overmedication of our society, Dr. Eric does not discount the real sense of sadness, frustration, exhaustion, and lack of motivation that have been rolled into a diagnosis of depression. However, he does challenge those who are dealing with it to acknowledge the reality of unhappiness as an inherent part of life and to begin to take control of their well-being back from the medical establishment by having their own existential program in place for dealing with it. Wow. Um, boy, I hope he shows up on, on the show here today. We're tracking him down. You know, what he's talking about when he says an existential program, um, it's what the, the whole second part of the book is about. Um, you know, he walks people, uh, depression sufferers or people, you know, that want to find out step-by-step through the process of organizing their lives around what matters most to them. 
you know, this is really important. You know, he goes on to help people, you know, understand and, and verify their truth and, and, and live within that truth. So he goes on to say the experience of unhappiness is not one you want to prolong. I love that he says that. Or if, or if you can help it, repeat. How to avoid that? Work your existential program. You take as much control as possible of your thoughts, your attitudes, your moods, your behaviors, and your very orientation towards life and turn your innate freedom into authentic living. Isn't that what we have been talking about on this show for nine years? But no one really uh, has come out. And all of you out there that listen to the show you know what it's like to have this existential program. Because, first of all, you're listening to this station, uh, not just the Dr. Pat show, but you're listening to the shows here. You're listening to the shows on WBOQ and Transformation Talk Radio, KKNW, CRN, CBS. You're listening. You're tuning into these shows. So what's kind of interesting about this is the idea that uh, people... According to what I've read so far and, you know, the conversation with Dr. Eric is, you know, we have decided it's easier to take a pill, potion and lotion rather than take responsibility for our lives. But here's like the question that I have, and that is, okay, what if you're beyond the point, you're beyond the point where you can even rationalize what the program is? What if you are in such a state, as we call in this society, a psychotic state, a psychotic break? What is, what is it about that that makes a difference? Well, here's what I want to tell you. Dr. Eric and I have one thing really in common. <laughs> We're both born in the Bronx. But it's a, it's a very interesting proposition that he makes. Let me just read you guys something from the book. He says, I think we can all agree that most people are made, of, uh, are made anxious by public speaking. That's true. I get very nervous. And, and he goes on. He says, aren't you therefore normal if public speaking makes you anxious? Okay. And aren't you abnormal if you're able to give a speech without breaking a sweat? Uh, let's see where he's going with this. Since that's the case, why would we consider feeling anxious before giving a speech a symptom of a mental disorder. And by the way, he goes in to tell you what the generalization of that or disorder is. It's generalized as anxiety disorder. Just want you to know about that. Uh, and by the way, there are so many disorders. I just want to tell you that if you ever go on the Internet, you, you'll be able to find a disorder for just about anybody or any, anybody in your life, right? Any, any, anything that you think you're not doing right, just go and Google it. You know, there's even like a, there's even like a thing on attachment disorder. It's ridiculous. So he goes on to say, uh, since that's the case, why would you consider feeling anxious before giving a, 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 a speech, a symptom of mental disorder? Have we stepped into wonderland where common reactions such as feeling anxious are considered abnormal and uncommon reactions such as not feeling anxious, are considered normal. So this is really kind of interesting because, uh, you, know, I I, you know, I've read the book. So if you read the whole book, you could see where, where he's going with this. 
He goes on to say that our anxiety in these situations is common, understandable, and normal. If it is common, understandable, and normal, how can it also be used as evidence of a mental disorder? I really think that this is really tricky ground. This is actually a wonderful a wonderful proposition that he's put forth. You know, do you do you all know, maybe maybe you do, maybe you don't, do you all know that up until recently, uh, therapists and definitely psychologists were not really allowed to even talk about spirituality in um, therapy sessions, you know, because it, it there was just no crossover. There was no bridge. Now the world of psychology is embracing the fact that spirituality plays a fact. As a matter of fact, you can find some some uh, studies on it. You know, but when I was going to school and I was getting my doctorate, I I, I was able to include um, part of my research information on spirituality, but I wasn't able to report it uh, as an empirical uh, um, research finding. And, you know, so what's interesting about this is that when you take a look at what Dr. Eric is saying is we got some things flipped around here. You know, we got a little flip-flop going. We've got like, oh, okay, if I go do a speech. So here's another one, right? Uh, this is, this is, this is uh, you know, for me, I grew up with a fear of water. I grew up with a fear of water. And I had a childhood experience, and so I grew up with a fear of water. Here's what I know about that. So... Standing on a diving board 15 feet above a pool would make me very, very nervous. But you could step into a therapist's office and be diagnosed with fear of heights, fear of water, and fear of a lot of other things. And I really mean diagnosed because there is a code that that one has to pull and assign to, to you in some way. Um, but here's what Dr. Eric is talking about. How do we decide how to matter? And who then decides? So in his book, Rethinking Depression, he gives us the option. He says, you decide how to matter. You decide how to matter. So we're, we're going to take a look at what this means. What does it mean? to have a life purpose vision? What does it mean to have existential intelligence? And how do we snap out of a trance? How do we snap out of it? And can all this be done? You know, can all this be done if we are sitting in the moment of what we call in this society, depression? We got a lot to talk about here. You're listening to the Dr. Pat Show. This is Talk Radio to Thrive By. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. He was born in the summer of his 27th year Coming home to a place he'd never been before He left yesterday behind him You might say he was born again you might say... Are you ready to tap into the healer within? Hi! 
Hi, I'm Mary Jane Mack. Did you know the real doctor is the source that lives within you, that heals within you minute by minute every day? The healer within is the innate intelligence of the human body. When we cut our hand with a piece of glass, we don't have to command the body to close the wound and grow new skin. It knows how to heal itself. We do have to nourish the skin by disinfecting it and remove the glass or it cannot heal. The innate healer relies upon us to assist in this healing process. Our role is to identify its needs, provide the substances required for the healing, and remove the obstacle. Contact us to achieve optimal health at 888-777-4232. That's 888-777-4232. And visit us at maryjanemack.com. The Ascension Foundation, serving to build an interdimensional community. The Ascended Masters invite you to join them in co-creating this mission. Allow the Masters to lead the way in activating the wisdom of your heart consciousness and raising your vibration. You can communicate with them directly by attending apportation events and classes in mediumship, crystal light energy healing, alchemy, master studies, past life regression, and more. For a schedule of classes, workshops, and special events, visit theascensionfoundation.com. That's theascensionfoundation.com. Ladies, are you living an inspired life? Do you yearn for a more passionate, dream-filled life? Here's Linda Joy, founder of Aspire Magazine, and she has a gift for you. Aspire has launched its Mission to Inspire initiative with a commitment to give away 100,000 one-year digital subscriptions to women around the globe. Every subscription comes with a multitude of free gifts from our team inspiration partners. To claim it all, go to AspireMag.net today. No purchase necessary and live an inspired life. What would it feel like to let go of a painful story that causes suffering? Discover how love is greater and more powerful than fear, anger, doubt, worry, or grief. Superior to any story about your life that causes suffering, there is a story of love waiting for you. Can you imagine a story without judgment? A story of forgiveness? A story that releases I can't and proclaims I can. Imagine a story where you let go of what was and embrace what is and create what you want for the future. The first 25 audience members to contact Dana at DanaFrost.com and inquire about the Pay It Forward, Pay What You Can coaching promotion are invited to a one-hour power-packed coaching session or two 30-minute coaching sessions. You simply pay what you can afford to pay. In the subject line, please input Pay What You Can Coaching Inquiry. Oh, aren't you tired of the same old negative vibe? Hey, Valerie, have you heard about TransformationTalkRadio.com? No, what's that? Dr. Pat is launching a new network. and Dr. Pat? Dr. Pat. How many hours is she going to be on? It won't be all Dr. Pat. She'll be joined by her friends, transformative hosts from around the globe. TransformationTalkRadio.com is a 24-7 network. 24 hours of Dr. Pat and her guests? No, 24 hours of Dr. Pat and her hosts. Oh, my gosh. I'm so excited. Where is it going to be broadcast? You're going to be able to hear her in Seattle, Boston, Connecticut, New York, Rhode Island, on over 300 cable radio stations, and on the Internet everywhere. Listen live at TransformationTalkRadio.com. Great. We should spread the word. Absolutely. Spread the word. Go to TransformationTalkRadio.com. When he first came to the mountains, his life was far away on the road, hanging by a song. 
Hey, everybody. Welcome back. For more information about the Dr. Pat Show, go to drpatlive.com or transformationtalkradio.com. If you're interested in hosting your own show, go check it out. Um, you know, this is, a, uh, this is kind of a tricky topic for me, Benny, I must admit. Um, I really do believe in a lot of what Dr. Eric uh, Mizell is talking about, okay? By the way, the author of 40 books, you know, he's... Uh, yeah, everybody looks uh, Dr. Eric, and he's like, okay, this is the creativity dude. This is the guy we got to go to. Uh, very, very cool. I mean, you could see him blogging on psychology today in the Huffington Post and so forth, right? What he does, though, is he takes us down this path in his new book, right? Rethinking Depression, How to Shed Mental Health Labels and Create Personal Meaning. So the first part of the book, he really shares some really cool stuff. I call it cool stuff. It's actually called cool information and research. So here, here we go. What do treatments really do? What do treatments really do? Here he goes. He says, you may be thinking, well, psychiatrists, psychologists, family therapists, and other mental health professionals surely know what to do with these symptoms, uh, with these symptom pictures. Maybe it isn't the exact science, but more like an art where through practice, these professionals begin to discern the difference between a mental disorder and a life challenge. So even though the system is flawed, practitioners do know important things about mental disorders. He goes on to say, uh, you would be wrong. He goes on to then say an elegant experiment performed by psychologist Maurice uh, Temerlin, published in the Journal of Nervous and Mental Disease, makes this abundantly clear. Wait till you hear this information, folks. Timberland had an, an actor memorize a script that was designed to portray a mental, mentally healthy individual. Let's call him Harry. Harry was happy, effective at work, self-confident, warm, gracious, happily married, and insightful. As mentally healthy as a person can be. Then the, then the uh, researcher, Timberland, uh interviewed Harry and taped the interview. He then played the interview for various groups of mental health professionals informing them that Harry was a prospective patient and that they were listening to an intake interview. This is really kind of cool. Tamerlan set up three basic scenarios. In the first, a group of mental health professionals were played the tape and asked to rate Harry's mental health. In the second, a well-known mental health professional informed the gathered professionals that they were about to listen to an interview with a very rare person, a perfectly healthy man. In the third, a well-known mental health professional told the gathered professionals that they were about to listen to an interview with a man who appears neurotic but is really psychotic. Are you following me with these three different scenarios? So here they go. They were told not to base their rating on anything but the interview itself. That is, they were explicitly told not to use the information provided by the, you know, prestige associate. By the way, that's just somebody that is a plant that goes and gives them information. Here are the results. In the first scenario in which the mental health professionals had no information about Harry other than at the interview, not a single graduate student, psychologist, or psychiatrist found the subject to be psychotic. Uh, and, and he goes on to say, 
though more than 40% did find him either neurotic or character disordered. Wow. In the second, in which the mental health professionals were told that Harry was a very rare person and a perfectly healthy man. You ready for this? 100% found him to be mentally healthy. In the third, in which the mental health professionals were told that the subject appeared neurotic, but was really psychotic. And that's really, that's, you know, in mental health, psychotic is not a good thing. Almost every graduate student, this is like shocking, right? This is like what Dr. Alex Lloyd was talking about. And let me just tell you, this is, this is kind of interesting. It, it says, it says, the psych, I can't even read this. Almost every graduate student, clinical psychologist, and psychiatrist rated him as either psychotic or neurotic. So you understand that these three groups listened to the same interview with this perfectly happy man, everything happening in life. So he goes on to say the psychiatrists were the worst in this regard. 60% rated him psychotic and 40% rated him neurotic. Having listened to an interview with a healthy man and been told to confine their ratings to evidence of the interview, 100% of the psychiatrists judged him disordered. So what's the point that Dr. Eric is making? It's shocking, Benny. I mean, it really is shocking. Why? Why would it be so shocking? Because how many of us, okay, raise your hand. All right. I got my little hand up. How many of us go into therapy, right? Self-diagnosing. We do. We do a self-diagnosis. It's hard not to. We go in. We don't go in to therapy and, you know, they do the intake and they ask us what's going on. We don't go in and say, oh, my gosh, let me tell you about all the great things happening in my life. Right? Right. We, we go in and we talk about if we, if we fully disclose, but let's say we disclose a little bit. We walk in and sometimes we even say I'm depressed. We say I'm depressed. Right? If you actually now fill out a medical health form like your regular doctor has, I don't know if you've done this recently, Benny, but if you go in to your regular doctor, they're even asking you about your mental state. Yeah, they just kind of want the full aspect before, you know, you see them. It could be uh, a trigger for some other issue. Okay. Have you ever filled out one of those forms just for fun? Okay. So don't do what I'm telling you to do, folks. Please, I'm just going to tell you, just don't do what I'm getting ready to tell you to do. Because actually, this is another experiment. Have you ever filled out one of those forms and checked some of those boxes? Anxious, depressed. Don't do it. That's dirty. I'm telling you, don't do it. But I'm just saying, have you ever done that? You fill out the form and you say anxious, depressed. There's a couple of other things on there in that category. I see where you're coming from, but that's very misleading. It's creepy. I know, that too. It's creepy. Do you know how long? Do you know how long it takes you for a doctor sometimes to issue a prescription based on those boxes? Well, probably a lot longer in addition to or uh, he may bring in some other specialists in with him and you'll be like, hey, hey, wait a minute now. I'm telling you. Okay, so here we've got Dr. Eric Mizell. Dr. Eric, you should be here, dude. We got some questions for you. Okay. So then he goes on and he, and he goes, here, here's, here's where he goes. And he's right. I mean, this is what's happening in the field of psychology. There are some very, very interesting studies um, that, are, that are really happening. Uh, and it's really interesting. I, I got to get the name of the doctor that was on 60 Minutes and talked about this. Uh, the Harvard doctor that was on 60 Minutes. 
What he is saying is that in the field of, and I think he alluded to the pharmaceutical uh, industry, but he, uh, he may not have said, a lot of the funding for studies does come from pharmaceutical industry. So I just want to say that. And I'm not saying that that is, I, I don't want to say that that is all bad. I am not anti-pharmaceutical uh, or anti-drug. What I want to say is that what he pointed out was that the information that actually hits the press isn't all the information. And he went on to point out that the unpublished data is very, very rich. And let me tell you, there's a reason why data gets published and unpublished. Trust me, I know. Uh, Part of what happens when you go into a doctoral program, you know, you get to decide, am I going to take a path and become a, uh, a teacher, a professor? And if you are, you really have to prove yourself as a researcher. You have to actually do research. And it's not enough to do research and to find really cool results. You have to do research. And you actually then have to find uh, a journal that's going to publish it. So here we're talking about depression. And look at this beautiful eagle comes out here to remind us that spirituality has a place in the conversation. It's so interesting. Every time I talk about a controversial show, that eagle comes right by and pops right in there. But let me just go on to, to, to read some of this. This is good. I, I actually can't get to everything in the book. It's just a ton. But he goes on to say many other experiments have uh, confirmed that mental health professionals, when confronted by a patient or a prospective patient, do not diagnose actual disorders, but rather express unfounded uh, opinions that match their training and that serve their pocketbooks. I think that is a generalized statement. And I don't know that I completely agree with that. Uh, I know some people that are in the mental health profession and they would be insulted by that. Uh, in a in a big way, and so I, I I just don't like generalizations, and I don't think he means to generalize, but he I think what he's addressing is the system, uh, the system that all of us had to go through to be trained, and I really think that it's that system that he's saying it requires us to really look from a place of empowerment now, and you know. Uh, there are some uh, psychologists, actually, I know several of them in, in, in the state of Washington, that have actually refused uh, to take insurance anymore because they don't want to diagnose people. They do want to add another dimension into their practices. So here we go. So he, he then goes on to talk about um, some additional studies that were done. Uh, and what they wanted to do was they wanted to get an understanding of whether job applicants that use words such as candid, upstanding, innovative, ingenious, um, if those words actually influence the perceptions we have. Now, here's what we know. And let me just, t- let me just take a shortcut for a minute. Here's what we know. In the world of studies, there's this thing called a self-fulfilling prophecy. And there have been many studies on the self-fulfilling prophecy and what that means. You know, if you think, a friend of mine said it this way to me. He said, you know what, if you think you are a loser, and this was his language to me, if you think you are a loser and you go through life and, you know, that is what you hold, everything about your life fails. And you, you tell your friends this, pretty soon there's going to be evidence that shows up. 
And what you get to say is, I told you I was this. I told you I was that. And so there are many studies on self-fulfilling prophecy, especially with, you know, with, with youth, where when you, when you plant the seed of positive, completely empowering strength, perseverance, that seed does manifest into expansiveness. So here's the question, Dr. Eric. If we are being told that we live in a society that is systemically and epidemically depressed, then aren't we in fact then creating a self-fulfilling prophecy, which then manifests itself into a whole bunch of things. Let's take a short break, everybody. We'll be right back with the Dr. Pat Show. This is Talk Radio to Thrive By. Hi, this is Dr. Pat. Did you know most coffee, not all, have hidden dangers lurking in it? A recent investigation into grocery store coffee revealed three dangers. First, modern coffee farming produces dangerously high acidity and caffeine. Second, mold content in grocery store coffee contains dangerous toxins. Yuck! Third, government agencies have found grocery store coffee containing 400 times the carcinogens allowed in drinking water. You will be relieved to know that Camino Island Coffee Roasters takes the worry out of your sip of coffee. Imagine how your coffee tastes without mold, carcinogens, or poison. Get your free coffee report, The Five Hidden Dangers Lurking in Your Coffee Cup. Visit NakedTruthAboutCoffee.com to get your free copy now. That's NakedTruthAboutCoffee.com. And check out Camino Island Coffee Roasters. Stop. Get out of that car. Stop living your life in the passenger seat. Tune in to TransformationTalkRadio.com and let us help you drive. What if someone could show you how to tap into vibrant health in 90 minutes? What if someone could have you listening to and following your heart's desires? What if someone could have you feel deep and abiding freedom throughout every cell of your being? What if someone could tap into your inherent abundance easily and effortlessly? Alina Frank is that someone. Alina can help you clear anything that energetically stands in your way from attaining the health, wealth, and freedom you were born to enjoy. Using EFT tapping, set yourself free with EFT. Why wait for a miracle when you can tap your power now? Visit www.tapyourpower.net. That's www.tapyourpower.net. Hi, my name is Dr. Dane here from Access Consciousness. Are you a seeker, a dreamer, one of those people who's always known that there should be greater possibilities available but haven't yet been able to create it as your life? I'd like to help. Go to creatinggreaterpossibilities.com where there's a free video and audio series created especially for you. Once again, creatinggreaterpossibilities.com. It's free and it's designed to give you the actual tools that you need to create the life you've always been looking for. creatinggreaterpossibilities.com. Transformation Talk Radio is designed to attract people like you and like me. Millions of people across the globe are looking to up-level their lives. 
If you have a message and want to take it out on Transformation Talk Radio, make sure you give us a call, 1-800-930-2819, or send an email to host at transformationtalkradio.com and get ready to host your own show on one of the fastest-growing transformative networks in the world. Transformation Talk Radio. Integrative Dentistry provides a broad range of holistic dental services by using healthy materials, full-body understanding, and quality care. Dr. Mitch Martyr focuses on natural dentistry by combining alternative treatments with conventional procedures. He has done extensive research and continuing studies in a broad range of allied fields, including TMJ and pain treatment, orthodontics, periodontology, mercury removal, toxicology, nutrition, herbal medicine, acupuncture, massage, craniosacral, and homeopathy. Call for an appointment or free consultation at 206-367-6453. That's 206-367-6453. And visit MitchMartyrDDS.com. That's MitchMartyrDDS.com. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. Welcome back. Yeah, welcome back to the show, Rethinking Depression, How to Shed Mental Health Labels and Create Personal Meaning. Dr. Eric Mizell, author of Mastering Creative Anxiety. You know, this is, um, th- there's actually some good news I'd like to share with you. And, you know, it depends on your perspective, really, on this conversation and this topic. You know, this is a topic that's been very near and dear to my heart uh, since, you know, I think I shared with most of you the death of my mother uh, was a result of first attempt suicide and second, finally actually achieving it. So when it comes to talking about um, mental disorders, as we call them in our society, whether it be depression, anxiety, or other things, I take this very seriously. And, you know, for me, I, I always love to see where, where we go with a conversation like this, especially now in the public domain of what doctors and researchers are finding. I think the research that Dr. Eric points out is just, it's groundbreaking. There's no question about it. But you've got to be able to come to the forefront with an alternative. And I think that's what he does. Now, whether that alternative is going to get a whole lot of people out there jumping up and down, I think is yet to be seen. But the case that he makes is that tens of millions of people are regularly unhappy. Maybe it's hundreds of millions. Maybe it's billions. Now, I will say this, that some of the studies that I've seen on happiness lately actually don't support that. So, you know, I I just don't I don't think we know. I don't think we know. Uh, But let's go on. Why should that be surprising? He says maybe it's billions. Why should that be surprising? It makes no sense to suppose that a creature with consciousness could always feel happy. It is absurd and telling that as a society, we think that unhappiness is an embarrassing, inappropriate emotion. It is so preposterous an idea that it should be laughed right out of the room. This is kind of cool because I don't, I think we all have the right to experience unhappiness or sadness. I, I mean, I don't know about you. But there have been some things that happened in my life. You know what I'm saying? When I lost that, got fired from that job after 25 years because I was standing up for a principle, I cannot say I was slapping happy to my next job. Okay? 
not able to say that. I was angry. I was, um, what are some of the, I was unhappy. I was sad. I cried. I did a whole lot of things. So I get that. But I think what Dr. Eric is saying is that the deal is that we can get to experience these emotions. But the point is not to stay there. And so he has this program that he put together. And I'm just going to give you a, I'm going to give you like a a few snippets from it. He calls it your existential program. And I, and, and he takes this from the world, the worlds of existentialism. Um, He talks about authentic and inauthentic existence. That's the bottom line. But here he goes. Here are the things he suggests. You're going to have to read the book to get the details. He says, one, you look life in the eye. I get that. He says, remove the blinders. Look life in the eye. He says, number two, you investigate meaning. You decide to understand what meaning means so that you can proceed to live your life in ways that feel meaningful. Now, I will tell you that I read his book and I followed this pretty much. And I actually used that experience in my life of, of that job loss and what, I, what happened to me after that. And I kind of created this little checklist and I said, did I do this? Did I look life in the eye? And I could say I did in that situation. And I, I really took on everything about it that was sad, that was hard. I was scared, really scared. I mean, where do you go? Where do you go after 25 years? Somebody tell me, right? You investigate meaning. I had a bell-shaped head. I just want to say. You investigate meaning. I did. I asked, what does this mean? What is the meaning of this? And I heard a voice that said, go to school. That's what I did. He said, you decide to matter. I spent, are you ready for this, folks? From the very first day I showed up in a graduate program, um, that actually I, I asked the company to pay for uh, and it, in New York. From the very first day I showed up to the very last day I ended my educational journey, which was in, in 2001. Every bit of information, every study I ever did, everything, all of my research, any papers I ever wrote, had to do with that job loss experience to understand it. What does it understand to go through the process of downsizing? What is the effect on the individual? What is the effect on the organization? What does it mean not to have organizational commitment anymore, loyalty and trust? To the very end of my my educational journey, which was what are the consequences of breaking promises? And looking at that from a global point of view, whether it's in your job or whether it's in the political arena or in the world, or in relationships. What are the consequences? So when he says this, you decide to matter. For me, mattering probably was taking a look at that one experience in my life and saying, what can I do to help people understand this better? He goes on to say, we accept our obligations to make meaning. We decide how to matter. We honor our wants, needs, and values, which I love. We create a life purpose vision right? We use our existential intelligence. We focus on meaning rather than mood. We snap out of a trance. We reckon with the facts of existence. And then he goes on. There, there's an entire second half of the book where he outlines everything that we have to do. He says we even get to handle meaning crisis. So 
I apologize for everybody out there that was expecting Dr. Eric Mizell, but I want to tell you that it was great to just share with you a little bit of his philosophy. And the last thing that I want to say, and this is what he talks about, which I absolutely love in the book, and I've learned along the way. He says we get to negotiate each day. We get to negotiate the meaning, all of those things. We get to negotiate it each day. So today, I hope that we not only negotiate it, but as Dr. Eric would say, we seize meaning opportunities. All right, everybody, we'll see you next time on The Dr. Pat Show. Listening to Transformation Talk Radio. Our hosts are setting a new standard for a fresh kind of talk radio, creating conversations that are transforming the world one listener at a time. Transformation Talk Radio's mission is to broadcast a distinct blend of live talk radio interviews with a mix of uplifting and intelligent news, educational and practical information. Topics range from personal development to critical issues relevant to a rapidly changing world. Stay tuned. Transformation Talk Radio starts at the top of every hour. TransformationTalkRadio.com TransformationTalkRadio.com Transforming the world one listener at a time. want a love life that's full of happiness, partnership, and fun? A relationship that works for you instead of you having to work so hard on it? We all want our love lives to be happy. But how exactly do you do that? To find out, tune in each Tuesday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time on TransformationTalkRadio.com to the Noah and Christine Show, keeping the happy and happily ever after. We promise you a humorous and honest show for both men and women, featuring the simple, practical, and yes, fun tools that any couple can use to keep the love and happiness growing and flowing. We'll see you on the show. Are the magic and mysteries of Egypt calling you? Picture yourself standing between the paws of the Sphinx, Meditating inside the Great Pyramid and other sacred temples and exclusive visits. Imagine cruising down the Nile on a luxurious private sailing yacht and exploring the peaceful countryside of Egypt. If you're interested in travel that expands, transforms, and rejuvenates you, join Dr. Friedemann Schaub and Danielle Rama Hoffman, author of The Temples of Light, for a spiritual and healing journey to Egypt this September. Call for more information, 866-903-6463. That's 866-903-6463. Or visit EgyptIsCalling.com. That's EgyptIsCalling.com. 